הרי מגשר עצמי לכל הצדיקים האמיתים, ולכן לכל הצדיקים האמיתים שוכנה הפרעה קדוש ומשבר עצמה. ובפרט רבנו הקדוש צדיק יסוד עולם נחן נובע מכוח החוכמה רבנו נחן נפג בן צמיחה. נא נח נחמן נחמן נאומן זכותו תגן עלינו ועל כל ישראל אמן. So today ברוך השם we continue in סעיף קמ"ט conversation 149 related to the story of the seven beggars. The famous tale Rabbeinu told towards the end of his life. The seven beggars speaking about these seven types of beggars. Seven types of poor men that all have deficiencies and yet their deficiency is exactly what makes them perfect. Very deep story. For more about it, to study it, you have to look over there and read it and read it and read it. And pray to understand even a drop of it. For these stories, they hold everything. All the secrets of the Torah are in this. So we continue where we left off. We discussed um, the idea of the blind beggar in the last uh, podcast and how the blind beggar took pride in the fact that he remembered absolutely nothing, meaning he remembered when he had no existence at all. That was the first day. This represents the first beggar. And afterwards, Afterward, Rabbi Nathan says, I yearned very much that Rabbeinu would begin the second day. But I was not successful, essentially. I wasn't... Um, able to, um, or essentially I wasn't meritorious that Rabban were to bring down this story. Because as Rabban was telling me these secrets of the story of the first day, his attendant came. And he said, Rabbi, the attendant came and said, Rabbi, the time for eating, the time for a meal has arrived. And this attendant set up the table before Rabbeinu for him to eat, and I was forced to leave him, leave his presence. Already the fact that Rabbeinu has an attendant to remind him to eat is a chidush. It is brother Nechayim Oren that Rabbeinu says, I have a wisdom, I know wisdom. He says, my students know a wisdom that they do not even need to eat to survive that they sustain themselves off a wisdom, and this wisdom gives them the ability to survive. It gives them sustenance. And um, of course, this is all the bare minimum. They would eat the, the bare, bare minimum, and with that bare minimum, they're able to do all the tikkun for this. They would be able to have the complete vitality as if they had just eaten a full meal over and over and over again. And um, essentially, Rabbeinu said, my students have this. So imagine what Rabbeinu got to the level that we're talking about here. And... Um, we see here that Rabenu needed to hire his attendant because Rabenu wasn't eating anymore. Yeah, he literally was not easy, eating. And Rabenu, because his mother found out about it, his mother, Fega, came to Rabenu and told Rabenu, I hear you're, you're fasting and you're not eating. I want you to eat. And because of this, for Kibudavaim purposes, to honor his mother, Rabenu hired his attendant and told his attendant to remind me to eat. And Rabenu was literally eating for his money, for his mother. Rabenu literally said that when I see what the food becomes afterwards, I become so disgusted I cannot even eat in the first place. So you see here when Rabbeinu was eating, this is a totally, totally, totally different level that we're talking about here. So imagine that Rabbeinu has an attendant to remind him to eat his meal. And because of this, Rabbi Nathan wasn't uh, worthy of hearing the second day of the story. Afterwards, after Rabbeinu took a small nap after his meal, Rabbi Nathan says, after Rabbeinu woke up, I went back into the room and I entered his room and I stood before him. And I 
And when Aminatan says, I told Rabbeinu a bit about the things, about what was happening in the world, the subject, the news of the world. And the majority of the news I was telling Rabbeinu about was from the town of Berdichev, which was very nearby. And Rabbi Nathan was speaking to Rabbeinu about a subject that everyone is filled with worries and many lacks and everybody is always feeling that they're missing something. Even all the wealthy people, they are always lacking something. One from the next, it's always one thing lacking. Each and every person you go to, they're always lacking something. Rabbi Nathan is speaking with Rabbeinu about this. And afterwards, Rabbi Nathan got up and told Rabbeinu this verse. Rabbi Nathan says, Look at the Rashi over there on this verse. What did it say in the verse in Kohelet? Ecclesiastes chapter 3 verse 11. He... Uh, Hashem sets the world in people's hearts. In a way that they cannot uh, fathom the deed that God performs from the beginning to the end. Essentially, um, Hashem has a structure and a fashion in which He he makes sure that in people's hearts they cannot fathom God's deeds, which are so beyond our understanding. For God's deeds um, go from the beginning to the end. They are infinite, essentially. And uh, Abhi Nathan brings this verse to the conversation table. And then Rabenu is listening to this. And Rabenu hears Abhi Nathan's verse and what he says. Isn't this part of our story? <laughs> and immediately, Rabbeinu asked Rabbi Nathan, where are we standing in the story? Which day? And um, I was immediately astounded by this. From the, um, from the multitude of yearnings that I had to listen to what Rabbeinu was about to say. And I responded to him with a tremendous, like, uh, uh, like uh, almost shock. And uh, like, uh, Rabbi Nathan was, uh, was taken aback by it. And Rabbi Nathan responded to Rabbi saying that we're standing on the second day right now. And Rabbi Nathan responded, And he began begins to tell the story of the second day. On the second day, the young couple longed for the deaf beggar. And then the entire story of the deaf beggar begins. Rabbeinu told it. And on that Wednesday, Rabbeinu told the entire story of the second day. And afterwards, on Friday night, Rabbeinu told on that Friday night the story of the third and the fourth day. And then on Sunday, he then told the story of the fifth day. And then on that following Tuesday, he told the story of the sixth day. And that's the last story that Rabbeinu told explicitly. And after he told us the story of the sixth day, which is, what a story. 
story of the water castle, a very famous story. This is the story that teaches us about the secrets of Tikkun Akali. All the secrets of the Kabbalah that have to do with the ten types of melody, the ten types of pulse, the ten types of tzedakah, the ten types of wind. Um, beyond, beyond, beyond understanding. It's, it's something special. Just reading it makes you understand that you know nothing. And after Rabban, we began telling the story of the sixth day, Amadu, Amadu, we stood before him. And one of these people that was standing before him, one of the followers of Rabbanu, began telling the story. Another Amar and Rabbanu, after he heard the story, said like this. He responded, Isn't this part of the story of the seventh day? The Amar and Rabbanu continues, It seems to me that the world is telling of my story. And Rabbanu wanted to tell the story very, very much. Rabbi Nathan is describing but Rabbeinu did not, we did not, we were not worthy, Rabbi Nathan says, of hearing the story. Rabbeinu never told it, and he never told it again, told it again. As Rabbeinu tells us, as brother Nechayim Moran, when Rabbeinu was on the journey from Breslev to Uman, he said, uh, that when Rabbeinu was on, the, yeah, when he was on the journey from Breslev to Uman, after he knew that it was time for him very soon to pass away, he said, you won't be worthy of hearing this story until the Mashiach comes. The story of the seventh day. And this story is the story of the beggar without feet. Of course, there are many secrets with regard to this. But it does have to do... Some people say Rabbi Israel hinted to the idea of bite, bite, doing hafatzah and dancing um, with your feet. Of course, many other secrets with regard to this. Maybe we have the merit to hear the story from the Mashiach himself. That God will be able to study in the Yeshiva of Rabbeinu and um, be able to share these stories to those around us, to draw them closer to Hashem Ibarak, to help them do tshuva, to help us ourselves do tshuva. Because these stories possess so many atzot, so many pieces of advice that draw us closer to Hashem, so many pieces of advice that draw us, attach ourselves to the tzaddik and to become truly righteous individuals. So let's continue with Seif Kufnun, Lesson 150, Conversation 150. One time, Rabbeinu said, once said, that with regard to the person that gives me money and that I receive money from, I'm actually giving back to him. Rabbeinu says, with my accepting, I'm giving back. When I take something, I'm giving. Because by the fact that I'm receiving it, I'm giving it back. This, this idea is actually brought down in the Gemara Kiddushin, I believe in Davzayin about the idea of an Adam Khashub, an important person, when he accepts something that actually he's giving back to the person because it's an honor for the person to give something to a big tzaddik or something like this. And the tzaddik accepts it. When he accepts it, it actually gives the person giving the object tremendous simcha. And this has to do with the subject of the story of the sixth day of the seven beggars, which Rabbeinu discusses this. Over there, that the person who says uh, he has tremendous strength in his hands took pride in the fact that with his accepting of a gift, he was actually giving back. Look over there in the story of the sixth day, discusses this subject. That's it for today, Baruch Hashem. We continue next episode with Lesson 151.